Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fit and Free podcast. It is official, I am back in Australia and I'm absolutely loving it. It's so nice being here at home, the air is so fresh and out of the hustle and bustle of Chengdu and any type of city. The nature here is so beautiful and you can hear the birds and it's just so nice being in such a slow environment again. As I said before, I was super excited to go back to the grocery store, going back to Woolies, and absolutely, I have done that. I have cooked up some amazing meals this week, and it's been so nice and so wholesome to get back in the kitchen and really enjoy that again. Last night, I made the best Greek dish. We had like a Greek-style chicken with a really beautiful Greek salad with rice and tzatziki, and oh my God, it fills my soul. It's amazing how much food can really make someone happy, but... That is definitely me. So today's episode is a little bit different. We're going to be breaking down some myths in and around exercise. Why fat burning zones does not equal burning body fat and why fasted cardio doesn't necessarily burn fat either. So let's jump in because I'm excited. If you're a kind of exerciser who is constantly checking their heart rate to ensure that they're in the fat burning zone, you absolutely need to stop because you'll probably never meet your weight loss goal that way. And that's because there is no special fat burning zone that's key to getting lean. And that's what you need to know about the myth and the true relationship between exercise and weight loss. A burning question. Yes, we know. If you look at the wall charts or the cardio equipment in a gym, like you will see it on the treadmill or maybe on the bikes or maybe listen to some personal trainers, you'll be informed about the fat burning zone. The standard advice for getting in this zone is to work out between 60% of your maximum heart rate. However, this is where we get to break this down. What this is actually referring to is using fat, the macronutrient, as a fuel source, not stored body fat in your body. So let's break this down so it actually makes a little bit more sense. So at different intensities of exercise, different macronutrients are being used to fuel your performance. It's really important to understand conceptually that this is more of a continuum. It's not this one is always at this intensity and this one this. It kind of slides. These intensities are based off your heart rate. So we can look at it like this. At 0 to 65% intensity of your heart rate, fat is the predominant fuel source used. As we increase our intensity and we see our heart rate raise, you know, to about 70 to 85%, fats and carbohydrates then become the primary fuel source. Then again, as we increase our intensity, as our heart rate raises, so up into that 85 to 100%, carbohydrates then become our primary fuel source. So let's break this down in an exercise example. So let's take running. As you start to warm up, your heart rate is sitting between that zero and 65%. So in this stage, fat will be your primary fuel source. 
And that's where we get this idea of fat burning zone when it's actually we're utilizing fat as a fuel source, not body fat from our body. Then as our heart rate increases into that next phase of that 70 to 85%, then we start using fat and carbohydrates turned into that primary fuel source. We might sit here for the remainder of our exercise or then finish off. If you then want to compare this to sprinting in a session, you're pushing at that 85 to 100% of your heart rate. So then the main fuel source for that exercise is going to be carbohydrates. So as you can see, you're not necessarily burning body fat in a certain heart rate zone. What you're doing is using the macronutrient as the fuel source. We know the only way to drop body fat is through a calorie deficit. And just because you're burning more fat, doing more fat burning exercise doesn't necessarily correlate with dropping body fat if you're not sitting in a calorie deficit. I also want to talk to the piece here of carbohydrates and the importance of fueling your body correctly with the different macronutrients. This is a prime example of why you do need to eat carbohydrates and why you need to eat healthy fats in your diet. Because when you are doing your exercise sessions, like you're doing your gym workout and you're sitting in that 75 to 80% of your body's heart rate, your body is utilizing those carbs and your, those fats for energy to fuel your training. So that is why it's really important to understand that it's total calories is going to be the reason why you're changing your body composition, but it's super, super important to making sure you're eating enough of the specific macronutrients so you're fueling correctly. And this whole concept ties really well into fasted cardio because I know there are so many misconceptions out there that doing fasted exercise, fasted cardio is going to help me lose body fat. But that is so far from the truth because, again, the only way to lose body fat is in that calorie deficit. As you can see from the information that I've provided for you guys today, that a certain exercise will not burn body fat. The only way to burn body fat is through a calorie deficit. And if you think about it like this, think about going into an exercise session, you're well-filled and caffeinated. What's going to happen? You're going to train harder. You're going to have better strength gains. You're going to feel better. You're going to be more motivated. You're going to be able to concentrate on that mind-muscle connection. In comparison, when you're going in with a fasted state, you're going to have low energy levels. You're going to have low motivation. You're not going to be able to push as hard because you're not going to have as much energy. So therefore, I want you to think about it like this. If the session is not well-fueled, you're not going to be able to push as hard. And therefore, you're not going to be able to have optimal energy expenditure. And what I want to bring back here is the fact that the only way to lose body fat is in a calorie deficit. And if you're going to have a better training session with a fueled training session, what do you think is going to help you with your overall calorie deficit? A fueled training session where you're able to push hard, train hard, get a better result? or a fasted session where you're like waiting and ticking for the clock to be finished because it's so hard and you're just like grueling, trying to get through it because you have no energy. And I just want to bring attention to now, just because we have a fueled session doesn't mean we're eating more calories overall. We're just being more strategic in where we're eating our calories for the day. 
I also really wanted to mention this today in terms of fasted cardio and a non-fueled exercise session is putting so much stress on the body. Because exercise, we know, is a form of stress. It raises our cortisol levels. It raises inflammation in our body. So when we're going into an exercise session, number one, you're already stressing the body out because you're doing something quite hard, especially if you're going in for a HIIT session or a cardio session. And then you're putting extra stress on the body because you're not giving it enough energy to finish through the exercise. So what do you think is going to happen to your hormones? especially as females with our beautiful menstrual cycle. So it's so, so important to be thinking about our health overall as well as our results in the gym. And then lastly, I just did want to speak to pre-training nutrition and what you guys should be eating to fuel your sessions. So it's really, really important. So pre and post exercise nutrition interventions, we're looking at carbohydrates and protein. And research states, and this is from the ISSN position statement, they state pre and post exercise nutrition interventions, carbohydrates and protein may operate as an effective strategy to support increases in strength and improvements in body composition. And then they state post-exercise ingestion immediately to two hours post of high quality protein sources to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So really important to be having some carbohydrates and some protein before your training and then post making sure you'll get that protein quality, quality protein within those two hours. So what does this actually look like? If you're training later in the day, having a main meal two to three hours before your session. On average, most people seem to perform best if they have a meal two to three hours before training. This typically should be high in carbohydrate and relatively easy to digest. So aiming for more lower fiber carbs and lower fat choices can help a lot with people since doing this will make it more easily digestible. Additionally, it can also be beneficial to add a decent amount of protein to this meal. So 0.4 grams per kilo of body weight. So say 30 grams for a 70 kilo individual. And this can really help minimize muscle protein breakdown during the workout and help aid muscle protein synthesis post-workout. Then moving a little bit closer to your session, that 30 minutes to 60 minutes before, having a smaller snack to top up 30 to 60 minutes before your session can really also help as well. This could look like having 15 to 30 grams of easily digestible carbohydrates, things like muesli bars, fruits, really, really great here. The whole purpose of this is to give your body easy access to carbohydrates as a fuel source, while also trying to feel as good as you can during the sessions. And this is where those bad carbohydrates can really help you optimize your energy through your training sessions. If you guys are training early in the mornings, obviously it's not as practical to have a big meal because you don't have that time frame. So that's where that smaller snack can just be really, really strategic for you guys and just smashing in those 15 to 30 grams of carbs and maybe even adding a little bit of protein to that meal as well just to help minimize muscle protein breakdown. The next important factor in your nutrition is hydration because even as little as 2% dehydration as in your body's weight has dropped by 2% due to dehydration can hurt performance. It can hurt cognitive performance, strength, aerobic capacity and coordination. It is relatively simple to solve this though. Just make sure you come into each training session well hydrated. 
Drinking based on thirst solves this for most people, but other people need to be more conscious of their hydration levels and drink even when they are not necessarily thirsty. And this, for me, for example, like living in Bali, in those hotter climates, you do have to be more proactive with drinking fluids because you are losing more, you're sweating more, so you need to be replenishing those. And the last factor we have to consider is caffeine because caffeine can help with a lot of aspects of performance. Having one to three milligrams per kilo of caffeine 30 to 60 minutes before a session can help reduce the rate of perceived effort. For endurance activities, it could directly help improve performance as well. For strength performance, we're going up even higher to five to six milligrams per kilo can directly improve power output as well. Most people think of caffeine as just an option to like hype you up, but it literally does so much more to improve our performance. So guys, I really hope that clarifies things for you in terms of there is no fat burning exercise. When it comes to fat burning, that really comes down to our nutrition and our calorie deficit. And then also speaking to fasted cardio and how that's putting so much stress on the body, not necessarily going to be helping you drop body fat. So why put yourself through that stress? Then we spoke about the importance of pre-exercise nutrition and all the factors that we need to think about and making sure we're including before we train. So guys, I hope this was super helpful. I hope you guys are loving the podcast as much as I am. I would love, love, love if you could do me a massive favor and share this if you're listening on your Instagram story so we can reach more people, so we can help educate everyone that what we really need to do is eat more and train smarter. The last thing I really ask if you can take two minutes of your day just to write me a review because it really does help the podcast go a long way. Thank you again for being here. I love you all and I will see you all next week. Bye.